This morning's second lesson comes to us from Paul's letter to the Philippians. He's writing from a jail cell um, to a congregation that he dearly loves that is going through some tough times. So hear God's word for us today. It comes from Philippians 4, uh, verses 2 through 7. I urge Uodia and I urge Syntyche to live in harmony in the Lord. Indeed, true companion, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with Clement and also the rest of my fellow workers whose names are on the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all mankind. The Lord is near. Be anxious of, for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Last week I preached on repentance, how there are times in our lives where we're recognizing that we are going down the wrong road and we turn around. And it's hard to do, but it sure is important to uh, sometimes go in a new direction. This morning I want to talk about when we're going down the right road and the circumstances then say you need to change. And so then you change and you're going down that road and the circumstances change again. And then you got to go down a different road. And so constantly changing circumstances allow, feels like we're just constantly changing and it's frustrating even when we're doing the right things. Uh, in the sports world, I think they call it moving the goalposts where you throw what you think is a touchdown pass and the rules change or the game changes. And so that's kind of how it feels like it's been since March of 2020, doesn't it? Uh, where most of us are doing what the experts ask us to do, hoping this will come to an end and only experience a different change. Um, Still no end in sight. You add to the mix school shootings each week. Uh, this week, a terrible tornado. You think about it in the middle of December. Uh, the continued cries for social justice. And that even begin to talk about our everyday issues. The things that we are all going through in our, in our lives. And so you add all that together. It's a lot, isn't it? Uh, and so no matter your age, no matter your vocation, no matter your background, that's the reality. And when I'm asking people, how you doing? Sometimes I hear the response, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. And so I'm putting that out there to acknowledge that a lot of us are feeling that way, aren't we? In many cases, we need to recognize it's not because we're going the wrong way. We are living the right way. We are following God's will. We are following whatever guidance we're being given at that point in time. But we're exhausted. 
uh, we're overextended. We are at the end of our rope. And so what do we do, given that reality? Well, let's turn back to verse 5. Every week I read the passage, and I read it in a variety of different translations. It always piques my attention when different translations can't come to a common agreement on a certain word. And so here we have it. Epiekis is the Greek word. Let your gentle spirit be known to all. And then the King James Version says, let your moderation be known to all. And the New Living Translation says, everyone, let everyone see that you are considerate towards others. And then the RSV says, they use the word forbearance. And Morna Hooker suggests uh, that this Greek word denotes generosity towards others that is a characteristic of Jesus Christ himself. I'm going to throw out one more from the NIV, not that NIV, the new Ermer version. I'm going to throw out a new one. Cut yourself some slack. (laughs) Give yourself some grace. We are going through some trying times, aren't we? And so, given that reality, that we are doing the best we can, each and every one of us, I think it's important that we give ourselves some grace. So that's my first point. If you hear that, I hope you do. I hope you take it to heart. The second point that I have for us is similar. If you'll notice in these very first verses, there's this disagreement between these two women. And if you'll notice, Paul doesn't take sides here. Paul doesn't even bring up whatever this issue is that is dividing them. But the King James Version says, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement." I just mentioned that you are going through a lot. You need to give yourself some grace. But guess what? So is everyone else around you. We are all going through a lot as well. We are all at the end of our ropes. And so cut them some slack too. How many of you remember Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy? Saturday Night Live, back in the 90s. If you're Generation X like me, you probably know this, but if not, it's these wise words, but they always have a little bit of a funny twist to them. So this one is one of my favorites. Jack Handy, Deep Thoughts. Before you criticize someone, first walk a mile in their shoes. That way, you'll be a mile away from them. (laughs) Then he adds, and you'll have their shoes. (laughs) That's really not the mindset I'm going after. I just thought we could use a good joke. Um, Seriously, though, if you're going through a lot, recognize that other people are too. And given that reality, any disagreement, any grudge that you may be holding, let it go. You will be glad you did. They will be glad you did. I think of that line from the Beatles. Boy, you're going to carry that weight. Carry that weight a long time. That when we hold grudges, it hurts us. That it weighs us down. 
that impacts our health. And so with so many things that we've mentioned that are out of our control, you have control over two things. The grace you show yourself and the grace you extend to others. The word grace in Greek means is charis. And we heard Paul say, rejoice, karete. And so at the heart, at the root of both of those words is kara, joy. Joy and rejoicing and grace, they are all interconnected. How can Paul who is stuck in a jail cell, say rejoice. How can he exhort this church that is going through tough times from the outside and from within, tell them to be joyful? Why rejoice? Because he then says, the Lord is near. When we come on this Advent season, we celebrate and acknowledge that the Son of God didn't stay up in the heavens from a distance. Instead, He came down into this messy, broken world and became one of us, became a human being. He went through what we're going through. And so a lot of times when we're going through something, isn't it helpful to talk to somebody who's been through something similar? I think so. So think about that as we acknowledge that when we turn to God in prayer, that Christ has been through what we have been through and worse. It gives us reassurance in knowing that he understands what we are dealing with. Now listen to these next, this next verse. It's from Eugene Peterson's version. Don't fret, don't worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Let God know your concerns. Another way that God comes near to us is through the gift of prayer. Talking to God. When you feel like you are at the end of your rope, talk to God about it. Tell him what you're feeling. That's what prayer is. For those of you that say, I'm not good at prayer. Know that prayer is just simply talking to God in your own words. And let me share with you some of the best advice that I have about how to improve your prayer life. It's not from a book. It's not from a podcast. It's not going to blow your mind or be that complicated. Here it is. You ready for it? If you want to improve your prayer life, pray more. It's that simple. It's what I found in my life. I would say my prayer life was best when I was a chaplain. Being a chaplain is hard. Um, You, this is what was a typical day for me as a chaplain. 
I come to the parking lot and I would put on that chaplain's badge. And I had this routine where I would just pray, Lord, help me through today. And then I'd enter in and I would get my chart of a list of all the names of the people. And then I would start going room by room. And I would enter into the room and I'd meet them. And I would start listening to what they were going through. And when you're in a hospital, you're vulnerable. You're scared. And so you share things that maybe you have never shared with anybody else. And so there I am listening. And then I'd hold their hand and we'd pray. And then I'd say goodbye. And I'd go to another room and I'd get to meet somebody else. And I'd listen. I'd hold their hand and we'd pray. And I'd do it again and again and again. Until I turned that chart back in and I went back to my car and I removed that badge and I would pray one more time. Lord, help me not bring this home to my wife and my daughter. Help me leave this here. My prayer life got so strong that year as a chaplain because I prayed a lot in some really challenging times. And so I would encourage you to look for opportunities throughout the course of your day to pray, to talk to God. When you wake up in the morning, talk to God. Thank him for being alive. Thank, then, whenever you're eating a meal, thank God for the food that you have before you. When you are stressed out and anxious, talk to God about it. When you are joyful and grateful, thank God and talk to God and say, thank you, Lord. And then when you come to the end of your day, before you go to sleep, talk to God one more time. There are so many opportunities we have to turn to God, to experience God coming near, but we have to just talk to God. Paul finishes with these words, and the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in and through Christ Jesus. When we pray, sometimes the circumstances we pray about, they change. I've seen miraculous things happen. I'm sure that you have too. And there are also some times where we pray for circumstances and they don't change. Our loved one still dies. We still lose our job. Pandemic still rages on. School shootings still continue. Whatever it is. But guess what changes also through prayer? You do. Prayer changes us. Listen to what Mother Teresa says. She said, I used to believe that prayer changes things, but now I know that prayer changes us. And then we change things. Paul's message from a prison cell reminds us that no matter the circumstances, we can experience joy and peace in our lives. Do you want to experience a joy and a peace that surpasses all human understanding? Give yourself some grace. Extend grace to those around you. And talk to God 
as much as you possibly can. Share with him what you're feeling. Share with him what you are going through. Knowing that he chose to come near. That he came into this world, experienced what we experienced. And so when we pray, God is listening. God understands. God cares. And God extends grace over and over and over again. May recognizing that truth, God's truth, allow you to experience this joy and peace which surpasses all human understanding. And may it guard your hearts and your minds in and through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.